0: Just a heads up before we start this episode, Doors to the Brilliance Lounge will reopen on September 15th. If you're a multi-passionate creator looking to build a creative business with a solid foundation, grow an audience and community of raving fans, create and sell products by leveraging your existing knowledge, and learn to market in a non-sleazy way, my Brilliance Lounge membership is perfect for you. For early access, get on the VIP list by visiting (laughs) brilliancelounge.com. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 119, and you can find show notes at Pimpyourbrilliance.com one nineteen. Today is lesson number four and the final lesson in the Brilliant Biz Bootcamp series. And if you've been following along this entire time, we've been talking about what are the essential things that you need to do in order to start monetizing your creative business if you're not already, and even if you are, just giving you some tips to tighten up things and make sure you have a solid foundation. So, so far we have talked about how to define your audience, and I broke that down for you. Finding your enough number, so making sure that you're not chasing wild, crazy financial goals, but focusing on what is enough for you. And then we have also talked about, we also talked about how to embrace selling. So that way you can feel more confident and more comfortable selling and not so Ooh, am I being a slimy, pushy, salesy person? Because selling is a natural part of creative business. If you're not selling, you're not going to be in business for very long. So to round out all of those things, I want to actually talk today about how to choose a product idea. Now for this episode, we're going to be mostly talking about digital products, but you can use this same process for any of your offers and even service-based things if you are a service-based business owner. So, you know, choosing digital products is one of those things that really trips up creators because we really tend to undervalue what we know and assume that no one is going to be willing to pay for our knowledge. And that is not true. I did a little research and I found that on Forbes that they are forecasting the online education market is going to be valued at about $350 billion by 2020. And they're thinking that number could go even higher because the pace of uh, online education has accelerated over the last year due to the pandemic. So that means there are millions of people turning to online courses, ebooks, workshops, memberships, and other educational resources to learn new skills. And it's not all just business space. There's a lot of money to be made in the hobby space from crochet design to people wanting to learn how to do terrariums and design t-shirts, and there's so many different skills. So right now is the perfect time to leverage your own skills or your own knowledge to create a digital product. And instead of spinning your wheels trying to chase some elusive perfect product idea, I'm going to teach you a really painless method for how to choose a digital product idea. And I'm also going to share some ways that you can evaluate the idea so that you end up with the winning one. But first, let's address the elephant in the room, because I know there's always one person and maybe it's you who just feels like, why would someone want to pay for a digital product? Why would I want to pay for someone's knowledge or buy a digital product when Google is free? And there are several reasons why, to name a few, convenience, to save time, to shorten your learning curve, to receive expert guidance. There's so many different reasons, and people, just because Google is free and you can do a Google search, some people don't want to spend the time doing the research and trying to compile all the answers. Some people just like the convenience of it being nicely packaged and ready to go for their consumption at their leisure. And I'm sure the list is even larger than that, but the fact still remains that people do pay real money for solutions to their challenges. And it's really no different than ordering a pizza, if you think about it. Yeah, if you, if you have a stove and you have the ingredients, you could make a pizza at home. But there's just that convenience and time savings that feels like a big motivator. And that's why you end up going for the pizza instead of cooking. So when it comes to digital product creation or really any product creation, there is a sweet spot and every product or offer that you create needs an audience that is one, willing and two, able to buy it. That means your audience has to have a need for that thing and the financial resources to pay to resolve that problem. And you need both elements to create a successful digital product. This is why having a clear to, clearly defined audience and being able to pinpoint their challenges is so critical. That insight is a key ingredient in developing winning products and offers. The sweet spot of product creation really lies in finding an idea that That is the intersection of your knowledge, your audience's problems, and your interest. Where those three things overlap, that's where a winning idea lives. And so that is your goal to find an idea that intersects all three of those things your knowledge, your audience's problem, and your interest. So the first thing that you wanna do is mine your personal knowledge base. So if you think about a lot of websites that like specifically software, They always have a knowledge base where you can go and search for answers to frequently asked questions or tutorials. You have something like that as well. It's in your brain. And a lot of us really overlook how much we have to offer when we have so much that we can offer. We're just not thinking broad enough. So there is a lifetime of knowledge, skills, perspectives, and viewpoints that are extremely unique to you. And it lives between your ears. So this is where we start to pimp our brilliance. And remember, pimp your brilliance means to leverage your knowledge, your skills, your passions to create a thriving creative business. So that's what we're going to do. So when you are mining your personal knowledge database, the first thing that you need to do is compile a list of skills or talents that you could charge someone for. And again, thinking more broadly beyond just these skills, like I can read and I can write and I know how to code websites. There's other things that make up your personal knowledge base. So things like knowledge, what topics can you speak on confidently? And this can be knowledge that you have acquired through formal education or just from experience. Skills, what kinds of things are you skilled at? Talents, what can you do that not everyone can? I'm not a good dancer, but I am a really strong writer. So what are some things that you can do that Most people can't. Strengths. So what things are you naturally good at? Experience. What unique experience can you draw from that not everyone has? Your creative voice. So what is your taste level or your unique perspective? Are you one of those people that has a really nice aesthetic or can curate things for other people? Sometimes I see these fashion bloggers and I'm like, gosh, like she's so stylish. She made this whole outfit that's beautiful and it just looks so effortless, that would be that person's creative voice. And then finally, thinking of ideas and solutions. So do you have any unconventional ideas or solutions to common problems? What are people coming to you for? Is basically what I'm trying to get at. What are people asking you about? What kind of advice are you always giving out? These are the kinds of things that make up your personal knowledge base and they have value and you need to start valuing them. So we're just looking for things that you're already doing really well, that you feel you can do effortlessly. I'm not trying to have you go out and try to learn something new. That's not what this is about. This is about leveraging what you already have. So I want you to try to think of those things and make a list. Maybe you can find one from each of those topics. So your knowledge, your skills, your talent, your strengths, your experience, your creative voice, ideas and solutions. Maybe you lean heavier on one versus the other, but try to compile this list. And I also wanna just put this out there that your knowledge base doesn't have to be made up of skills that you hold a degree or a professional certificate in. Being self-taught is perfectly fine. I've said this many times, I have never taken a formal graphic design class in my entire life. Sometimes I think I want to, but I haven't. All of the graphic design things that I know I've taught myself and I've taught myself well enough that I have designed an entire planner from scratch and had it professionally manufactured. So being self-taught is perfectly fine here. You don't have to actually have a degree for that knowledge to be valuable. So next thing, after you have mined your knowledge base and figured out some skills and talents and things that you hold, I want you to start thinking about the challenge or problem your audience wants to be resolved. So if you've already defined your audience, you should be able to answer this pretty quickly. And if you haven't, you can go back to episode 116, where I walked you through the process and the steps of defining your audience. But as a high-level overview, to create a successful product, your intended audience has to have a need for it. People pay for solutions. So identifying one to three challenges that's specific to your audience that you can help them resolve is going to be key here. So for an example, your audience may be creative business owners who wanna start YouTube channels to grow their e-commerce stores, but they don't know where to start. So some challenges that they could have are, they don't know what equipment to use to produce the best videos for their budget. They don't know how to edit their videos. They don't know how to get their videos ranked in YouTube search. These are all potential challenges that your specific audience could have. So I want you to just go through your list of things that you know that they have and that you probably could help them with. And I just want to reiterate, people pay for solutions. So it's not enough just to give them more information. They want a solution to the problem. So if you were doing something with personal finance, let's just say you wanted to do something about debt. You don't want to just teach people about debt. Maybe you want to teach them how to budget to pay off that debt or some technique that you have that helps them pay off the debt quicker. It's not just telling them about debt. They can get that from Google. They're looking for a solution to the problem. So while you're brainstorming ideas and challenges that your audience has, I want you to start thinking problem to solution. So what is the problem? What is the solution and see what comes out there? And then one final thing is really thinking about does what has come up so far in your brainstorming align with your interest? So you have to decide if these are things that you would enjoy teaching someone that you would help, you would enjoy helping others with. And if so, you found your sweet spot. If not, you need to dig a little bit more. But those three things combined are going to help you find your sweet spot. So that's like the starting point for your product idea. And then once you find your sweet spot, we move on to the fun part. So this is taking your knowledge base and remixing it into a digital product idea. So just think about this list of skills, talents, knowledge that you have compiled and taking those ideas and combining them with different types of digital products. To help you come up with the ideas. So think about the ways that you can package your knowledge into an offer or something that your audience would be willing to pay for. And I like to think of this as like ordering from the menu at Chipotle. So you know at the end, you're going to end up with a burrito bowl, but based on how you mix and match those ingredients is going to determine the outcome. But in this case, the end result is a product idea. So to give you some jumping off points. Some of the most common product, digital product ideas are eBooks, courses, templates, workshops, printables or worksheets, and digital assets. So things like graphics, photos, fonts, that type of stuff. And you can combine those different types of digital products with some of the ideas or some of the things that came up from your knowledge base mining. So some remixed examples that potentially could be on your list E-commerce photography workshop or launch email templates, an online course to learn iPad hand lettering. So these are things that, you know, maybe if you are really good with hand lettering on the iPad, you can teach a course or you can put together some type of a quick workshop or even some type of a digital asset that help people um, improve their letter formation and and master their handwriting and different techniques so that they are doing a better job with their iPad hand lettering. So that's just an idea. Once you are done mixing and matching your personal knowledge base, talents, skills, and things with some different digital product types, it's time to evaluate those ideas so that you can narrow it down to the most viable digital product idea. So you're going to evaluate your ideas against these five pieces of criteria. First one is audience needs. So Is this an idea that your audience needs most right now? The second one is effort. How much effort is involved to create this idea? So is it going to be a high effort idea, something that you're really, really going to have to use a lot of brain power and work at, or is it a low effort idea? The third one is time. How long will it take for you to create this? You don't want something that's going to take you six months to a year, especially in the beginning. You want to create something that's going to take as little time as possible. The fourth one is resources. So do you have what you need to create this? And the final and fifth piece of criteria is expense. So thinking about what costs are involved to create this thing. Are you going to need to pay for new software or tools? That's also something that you want to take into consideration when you are evaluating these ideas. So once you have ranked each of these ideas against those five pieces of criteria, at this point, there should be one idea left standing. And if it is, great. If it's not, then you need to go back and compare the remaining ideas, if it's two or three of them, and rank those again against that same criteria until you weed out that one idea. Once you have landed on your one idea, if you have other ideas that you think would be a good fit for a later time, add them to your idea journal or to your idea section in your project management system for safekeeping, because you can always go back to those ideas and create them at a later time. But for right now, we are just trying to settle on one idea to rule them all. Which one are you going to do right now? So after you've done all that, the next step is for you to go and create the idea, which is a topic for an entire another podcast that go beyond the scope of what I want to talk about today today. But that is my process for coming up with really good digital product ideas. To quickly recap, the first thing you're going to be focusing on is mining your personal knowledge base to identify your list of skills, talents, knowledge, whatever you have that you can potentially package up for sale to your audience. Remember, all of these things have value. After you're done doing that, you're going to be mixing and matching your skills with different types of digital products. If you want to do a Google search for digital product types, I've seen a list of as many as like 120 different types, but I gave you a quick, really short list if you want to stick with that in the show notes. And then evaluate your list of product ideas against my five criteria. So thinking about whether your audience needs this right now, effort, time, resources, expenses, all of these things go into creating a winning product. And so you want to make sure You're choosing the product idea that's most viable and is most needed for your audience right now. So that is our final lesson in the Brilliant Biz Bootcamp series. If you missed any of the other episodes, you can go back and listen to them and also get their companion resources. You'll find details for that in the show notes. And if you love this episode and you want to show your support for Pimp Your Brilliance, you can do that by leaving a review in your favorite podcast app or player, sharing a screenshot of this episode on your favorite social network, or by buying me a coffee over at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash coffee. But that is all I have for this week's episode. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance. Got uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.